0: Hello, this is Yusra from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today's Monday, the 20th of December. According to the Union Health Ministry, India recorded 6,563 new COVID-19 cases on Monday, taking the total tally of infections to 3.47 crore since the beginning of the pandemic in January last year. The official death toll rose to 4.77 lakh, with 132 deaths in the last 24 hours. The tally of the new Omicron variant in India has risen to 161 on Monday, as more cases were recorded in various states. Currently, the new variant of the virus is present in the states of Maharashtra, Delhi, Rajasthan, Karnataka, Telangana, Gujarat, Kerala, Andhra Pradesh, Chandigarh, Tamil Nadu and West Bengal. India has administered 137.67 crore vaccine doses so far under the country's nationwide vaccination drive. The country's current recovery rate stands at 98.39%, the highest since March 2020. On Sunday, Dr. Randeep Guleria, director of All India Institute of Medical Sciences, said that India should prepare for any eventuality in the light of rising coronavirus cases in the United Kingdom, ANI reported. When there's a surge in other parts of the world, a country needs to assess its circumstances closely, he added. In Tamil Nadu, the State Health Department has written to the Union Health Ministry requesting mandatory COVID-19 testing for all the international travellers arriving at the four airports in the state, the News Minute reported. Currently, only passengers coming from at-risk countries are being tested, while only 2% of the travellers from other countries have been tested randomly. In Delhi, according to the Indian Express, COVID care centres are being prepared to handle a surge of COVID-19 patients. The capital recorded 107 cases on Sunday, its highest in six months. Currently, the city has 540 active cases. On Sunday, the Ahmedabad Education Department told schools to report symptoms of coronavirus among students to the district primary education officer, the Indian Express reported. Parents have been requested not to send their children to school if they show symptoms of the virus. According to The Guardian, the United Kingdom reported a 72% increase from the new infections reported last week, with 82,886 new COVID-19 cases on Sunday. The country also reported 12,133 cases of the Omicron variant, taking the total tally to 37,101. Associated Press reported Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett on Sunday asking parents to vaccinate their children against the coronavirus as Omicron cases have been increasing across the world. Israel started offering vaccines to children between the ages 5 and 12 last month. However, government authorities report that the vaccination rate in that age group was low. Globally, coronavirus has infected 272 million people and caused 5.3 million deaths, according to Johns Hopkins University. The Indian Army had to deploy troops at major power stations in Jammu and Kashmir on Monday to restore electricity cut-off due to a strike by the Power Department employees, ANI reported. On Sunday, the Jammu and Kashmir administration had requested the army's assistance after the strike left large parts of the Union territory without electricity amidst a harsh cold wave, the Indian Express reported. Jammu and Srinagar were among the places that reported power outages. According to NDTV, the administration was able to restore electricity in some areas after seeking the army's assistance. The employees of the Power Department began their agitation on Saturday, and over 20,000 staff of the Union Territory's power transmission and distribution corporations have taken part in it. The employees are protesting the decision to privatise some assets and opposing the delay in salary disbursement. The agitators are also against the merger of the J&K Power Development Department into the Power Grid Corporation of India. Sachin Tiku, the General Secretary of the Power Employee Union, told NDTV, and I quote, "...it's the issue of our existence. It's the fight of the people we are fighting. We will be left with nothing if we lose the transmission sector. It's the backbone of the power department. Unquote. According to the Managing Director of the Jammu Power Distribution Corporation Limited, Shivanand, the government has agreed to pause the joint venture and re-examine the concerns raised by the employees. But Nunn said that the employees have now come up with new demands like reverting back to previous systems such as granting them salary from government treasuries, which was not possible in view of the unbundling of power sector reforms in the Union Territory, the Indian Express reported. On Sunday, the city of Srinagar reported a minimum temperature of minus 6 degrees Celsius, while some other parts of Kashmir were even colder. A further drop this week in minimum temperatures and snowfall is predicted by the India Meteorological Department. On Monday, on a Pakistani fishing boat in Indian waters, security forces caught 77 kilograms of heroin worth rupees 400 crore. Scroll reported. The boat, Al-Husseini, had six crew members and was apprehended by the Indian Coast Guard and the anti-terrorism squad, Gujarat. The boat has been taken to Jakao in Gujarat's Kutch district for further investigation. The incident took place about three months after the Directorate of Revenue Intelligence had seized close to three tons of heroin worth rupees 21,000 crore at Gujarat's Mundra port. The National Investigation Agency took over the investigation on October 6th and the accused persons have been booked under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act or UAPA. Earlier in April, the Coast Guard and the Gujarat Anti-Terrorism Squad had detained a boat with Pakistanis from Indian waters near the Jockaw coast. According to PTI, the boat was carrying 30 kilograms of heroin worth rupees 150 crore. Last month in November, the ATS had seized a heroin consignment worth about Rs 600 crore from an under-construction house in Morbi district of Gujarat. According to the ATS, the consignment was sent by Pakistani drug dealers to their Indian counterparts from the Arabian Sea. On Monday morning, the domestic benchmark indices plunged as Sensex dropped over 1,000 points and Nifty fell below the 16,700 mark. At five past eleven am the Sensex stood at 2.19% lower than the previous closing while Nifty 50 was down by 375.90 points or 2.21%. Stocks leading the losses incurred on the Nifty 50 included Hero Corp, Bajaj Finance, Tata Steel, Indus Ind Bank and Axis Bank. The top stocks suffering the most losses on the Sensex are Bajaj Finance, Indus Ind, Tata Steel, Kotak Mahindra and Axis Bank. Dropping close to 4%, Bajaj Finance suffered losses on both the indices. According to VK Vijaykumar, the chief investment strategist at Geojit Financial Services, the rise in inflation, hawkish central banks, surge in COVID-19 cases, consistent selling by foreign institutional investors and a slow growth momentum affected the markets, PTI reported. Vijay Kumar said, and I quote, These negative factors persist, causing concerns about further downtrend in the market, particularly if foreign institutional investors continue to sell but negative sentiments are unlikely to last long, Omicron variant, though fast-spreading, has not proved to be highly virulent as feared. Also, foreign institutional investors will turn buyers soon when valuations become attractive. Asian markets also recorded losses, with Hong Kong's Hang Seng plunging to 321.26 points, trading around 1.4% lower, and Japan's Nikkei trading around 600 points, or 2.19% lower, below the previous day's closing at 11.20am. However, today on Monday, the rupee made gains and was trading at 0.18% higher as of 10.28am. On Monday, the five opposition parties, whose MPs were suspended from the Rajya Sabha on November 29th skipped a meeting with the centre to discuss the stalemate in Parliament, the Hindustan Times reported. The refusal came one day after the invitation for a discussion was extended by the centre to the parties. Fifteen opposition parties who have been protesting against the suspension have now intensified their agitation over the last two weeks. On Monday morning, the leaders of the opposition parties held a meeting to decide whether to attend the meeting called by the Bharatiya Janata Party-led central government, reported ANI. Deciding against it, Shiv Sena leader Sanjay Raut said, and I quote, We will not attend the meeting called by the government. We will demand the resignation of Minister of State Home Ajay Kumar Mishra and revocation of suspension of 12 opposition MPs in Rajya Sabha. We will not let both Houses of Parliament function. According to the Hindustan Times, leader of the Communist Party of India, Binoy Viswam, said that the parties refused to attend the meeting as they saw it as a ploy to divide the opposition because the government has only invited members from select parties, including the Congress, Trinamool Congress, Communist Party of India Marxist, Communist Party of India, and Shiv Sena. Malikarjan Kharge, leader of opposition in the Rajya Sabha, said that it was unfair and unfortunate as only select parties were invited, NDTV reported. Derek O'Brien from the Trinamool Congress also said the government's call for a meeting was a failed stunt as it only called members of five opposition parties, leaving out the rest. He tweeted demanding the revoking of the arbitrary suspension. 12 MPs were suspended on November 29 for allegedly being unruly and violent during the monsoon session in August. The session was marked by disruptions in both the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha because of the Pegasus spyware row and the farm laws. Speaking of the Parliament, we have addressed the suspension of the 12 MPs in an episode of the Sunset Watch titled Winter Session Kicks Off with Suspensions and a Reproductive Tech Bill. Sunset Watch is a weekly show at News Laundry where we tell you what the leaders you have elected have been doing for you watch that episode and also keep your eyes and ears peeled for the latest episode releasing tomorrow. And if you like what we do, holding power to account, then support us. Go to www.newslaundry.com and click on that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner and pay to keep news free. According to the Hindu, the Sri Lankan Navy has seized eight Indian fishing boats and arrested 55 fishermen on the charge of allegedly poaching in their territory since Saturday. PTI reports that 73 boats have been captured by Sri Lanka so far. In a statement accessed by the New Indian Express, Navy has said that 43 fishermen from Tamil Nadu's Rameswaram town were arrested during its operation at Delft Island in northern Sri Lanka. 12 fishermen were arrested on Sunday for crossing the international maritime boundary. Of the 55 arrested, 43 underwent COVID-19 tests and were produced in a court in Jaffna. They have been remanded to police custody till December 31st. M.K. Stalin, the Tamil Nadu chief minister, has raised the matter with the external affairs minister, S.J. Shankar, requesting him to look into the release of the fishermen and the boats captured by Sri Lanka. In the letter to the centre, Stalin said that he was saddened by the arrest and harassment of Tamil Nadu fishermen by the Sri Lankan navy at an alarming frequency, Scroll reported. He said, and I quote, The repeated attempt by the Lankan Navy to prevent Indian fishermen from exercising their traditional fishing rights through intimidatory tactics must not be allowed to continue further. Unquote. Earlier on December 14th, 29 fishermen from Rameswaram and Thanga Chimadam were arrested by the Sri Lankan Navy for allegedly crossing the international maritime boundary, the New Indian Express reported. In March, 20 fishermen from Rameswaram were arrested by the Navy. And before you leave, we have something special for you. It's Christmas time and we at News Laundry have some really fun merchandise for you this festive season that you can buy for yourself or gift to your friends and family. We're offering you free giftable News Laundry subscriptions along with every Christmas hamper that you buy from us. The offer lasts from the 17th of December to the 26th of December. So get gifting and become a proud member of a tribe that keeps independent media alive. (laughs) That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.